Hello. Welcome to the What is Truth podcast. My name is Greg. And I am Jeff. And today we are going to talk about the topic of gender in regards to male and female. Okay. Um, this has been a topic that has gotten a lot of controversy. And I think this is a topic that is progressively pushing the lines and pushing Christians further, further to an acceptance. And I almost feel that we have given ground to it. There's been that, I think it's that Overton window where it's pushing and then we say, okay, well, you can think that and that's fine. That's, that's your thinking, whatever. Uh, just don't bother me. And now it's to the point there where you have to accept that. Um, what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, I think that the, the forcing of acceptance on this is, I think it's one of the first steps, you know, the name of the podcast is What is Truth, is when they force us to accept a lie that someone can, in their brain, change what is reality. It opens the door to everything else, and uh, I I I, I want to stick with truth. I'm I'm I want to stick with truth. Um, and it makes a lot of things difficult. <laughs> well, uh, right. I think, so, like, go ahead. I I feel that 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 is the, that is the only thing that makes sense. That is the only the, the in order to be a person of logic to learn rationale. You have to stick with the truth. There isn't, well, I have Jeff's truth, and then you have Greg's truth. That's that's an illogical statement, um, because truth is truth. Two plus two has to equal four. It's not, well, my truth says it equals five. Greg's truth, you can you can have four. It's fine. But my truth is five. That does not make sense. That's not a natural law. In times past, when I was witnessing to someone, someone that was a a person that did not believe in absolute truth, I used the illustration that I am Greg and I am a man, so therefore I am not a woman, as an illustration that there has to be a truth. And today, they have tried to take that away. Not only have they tried to take away the fact that I am a man, so therefore I'm not a woman. They have tried to take away two plus two equals four. So when they take away that there is a truth, they're taking away that there is a truth maker. And, you know, um, you know, what is truth? The, the more important part is who is truth? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth. And what what both Jeff and I want more than anything is to point people to Jesus. Right. And, you know, we are if we can't have a foundation of truth in our conversation, we are not going to be able to have a conversation about anything else. So, Greg, and, then, let hmm? me ask you this, then. Where do you find. What what does it look like to be a male, a man, and where do you find an examples of what does a female a woman look like? Well, okay. Uh, um, 
uh, uh, the first part on, on what is a man. Now, see, my foundation of what is truth, period, is scripture. Um, la- last night, uh, I was uh, uh, doing a, a an event with young boys, six through, uh, six through 12 year old boys. And I took them to a verse in the Bible that talks about how he that does not take care of his own is worse than a non-believer. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is a gendered word there when it says he, and part of what it takes to be a man is someone that is willing to take care of the people around them, uh, provide and protect. Um, and as far as what it means to look like a woman or what it needs to be a woman, I think that there's, um, I think, uh, we can glean that from scripture also. I mean, um, the, you know, the Proverbs 31 and others passages talk about what it takes to be a great woman. Um, and, uh, so we, we should be there. There's scripture helps us even with that. Right. No, I think of, uh, when I think of a man, uh, I use the example of scriptures. I use the example of, of course, Christ, who was a was a man. He worked as a carpenter. So a carpenter in the first century was basically a mason. So this is a man who picked up rocks all day to build houses all day. Okay, so supporting supply hardworking i think of boaz that's another Mm. just man who stuck to principle who stuck to the word who doesn't look like there was an unwavering uh moment there um with him he's he's saying oh there's a kinsman redeemer much closer time i'd have to ask if there is because i really do want this ruth however i want to follow what the scriptures say um and there's and there's many other examples of what it means to be a man uh, i think of genesis where you know we are to as men to tame the world we're supposed to tame um that's that's why you see young boys instead of you know being in homes and oh the young boy has to be a princess no this most boys want to go out you know kill things and burn like (laughs) tame the area for themselves you know and build build. as a builder i i I believe there's there's always been a desire in me to build right Um, i was like eight when i built my first fort as i i called it um wasn't wasn't a whole lot but it, it it was my first fort and i i loved creating and um so there's there's some definite characteristics of manhood and and you know I will even I will even give the fact that some things that we classify as manly um some will have more or less um you know I know guys that um don't have get blisters on their hands regularly don't you know carry stones as you you know described to Jesus um but are all the characteristics of a man all the same because they have the character but Correct. but yeah. but I, but you know we're 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 talking about you know the good things 
what we need to be, and I think that we, I want to get back to it in some ways, is where things have gone wrong on these things. Because the world right now is saying that there is not two genders, not five or six, but a hundred at this point. And and when they do that, it's they're basically saying that a man can. It's not that a man can be. Um, one man can be a little bit more uh, robust than the other one or whatever you want to call it more um, dirty. <laughs> we'll use that as an illustration. Mm-hmm. One man can be more dirty than the other man. No, they're saying one that's dirty is a man. And the guy that's got clean hands is some other gender um, mm-hmm. or, or sex. Um, right. And that's, that's why I, um, uh, you know, that's where where the world's going to on on this and that's creating all kinds of issues because it goes against what is truth right right um yeah uh, um i think going to the sense there of an of an unnatural desire uh whether it is a man loving another man a woman loving another woman uh i'm thinking also of even men in the whole machismo um, a man loving multiple women like that that's that's an unnatural thing for for a man who which is which is unbiblical like what does the bible say what what is the truth of what scripture says and i think we kind of we just let it slide that this is you know the truth of the day or this is the uh the, the power of the principality of the day. It just is what it, what the world is, and we just have to accept it. And no, I, I don't have to accept it because it's unnatural and it's it's actually hurting you. Uh, most of the studies that you read about the homosexual community and all that, whether with just the lifestyles and it's just leads and the, and the depression and the suicide and so just leads to a corrosion of the soul that. It's crying out to Christ. It's crying out to what is truth. Yeah, the um the transgender community has the highest suicide rate of any group of people, um, and uh, because they're they're troubled. But you know, uh, two things that come to my mind. One, um, two sections of scripture in, in Romans uh, chapter one. It talks right. about people being unnatural, and that unnaturalness is a punishment for people rejecting God. Um, and, and there's, um, he did in, in Romans one, it didn't mention some of the unnatural things that are going on today. Um, but I think those are part of it is, is people rejecting what they are, rejecting manhood and, and feminine, uh, womanhood and feminicity and all these other things, but also rejecting, you know, love of, of the, um, a man loving a woman, a woman loving a man, people loving their children. All these things were were dissolved as a punishment for the rejection of God. But Correct, then yeah. the first rejection of God was Adam and Eve. And when Adam and Eve were punished for breaking the only law they had was don't eat from this one tree. And God said, I gave you one rule. And they broke that one rule. When they broke that one rule, one of the punishments was that man would be over women, 
uh, there were, and, and it said the, the husband would rule the woman and the woman would resent it. Mm-hmm. It was immediately he said, look, part of your punishment is there's going to be a conflict here of the 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 sexes. And women are going to resent it. And I think that that punishment is still going on today. It's oh, no, that yeah, men and women are resenting the positions they were put into. Right. Well, and, and part of that, too, is I think there is a corrosion of what what does it mean to be a man Mm. um so i know growing up you have to be more sensitive you have to be more sensitive to the to the woman you have to uh, you know i I don't know there's there's a feminizing of a man there where that's i don't know there's not in that nature i understand there is an empathy there is a sympathy to the woman um, as, a, as a married man and stuff like that. But at the same time, there is a thing there where it comes to being an effeminate man um, that you're, you're looking at. It, it's like th- there's a thing there saying, bro, be, be a man, like man up. Yep. Uh, go throw an axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and part of that um, rejection, it's funny because they keep on talking about uh, toxic masculinity. Right. And at this and, you know, what is toxic or whatever part is toxic, there is some, but not all of it. But the, the, the funny thing is all the things that they classify as toxic masculinity are celebrated when a woman does it by the feministic movement or feminism right. movement. And so it's it's not that it's in their mind solely that it's. Uh, toxic it's that it's toxic if it's done by a man um but see the thing is that all these things see you know we believe that men and women are born as sinners um and we need god's direction to use all the characteristics we have uh manhood and uh womanhood Uh, all these things are capable of being destructive, but they can also be used correctly if we are under the, the guidelines that God gives us. Um, And there's, there's many examples of, of this in scripture. Um, The thought that when I was doing a little research on the topic here, that that comes to mind is I believe it's in judges four with Barak and Deborah. Mm hmm. There's a sense there that so you have Deborah as the judge and it's and the prophetess and the prophetess. Mm -hmm. And it almost seems there that God is judging Israel for where where are the leaders? Where were the manly leaders? And almost in the sense of even to Barak, like, why aren't you stepping up? Uh, There is a verse there that didn't quite write it here, but it says there that. Because I think uh, Barack was supposed to go after the Su- Susia. Susia is the, is the uh, tribal leader that was that God had judged and stuff. But he was afraid. Oh, Deborah, I won't go unless you come with me. And mm-hmm. God, the word from the Lord there says there, it won't be by your hand, Barack, that he will fall. It'll be by the hand of the by a woman. Yeah. And sure enough, and that's how that one rebel died was basically it was the peg through the head of of 
a woman did that to that leader. So it's just there's a sense there of and, and women love a man that leads in a good, humble way. But they lead. They can make a decision. Not, well, I don't know. You, you decide. There's an, in, that indecision. This No, there's the sense there of, OK, we're going to do this. We're going to move forward. We're going to push forward. And there's a sense of humility and kindness and thinking this through for the betterment of everybody. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting is when men don't do their job, women have to step in. But also mm-hmm. when women don't do their job, it suddenly becomes part of the man's job to do that, too, in the sense that one of the things that I think uh, when you read scripture I, I and I see is um, God uses women to cultivate men. And um, I don't when that doesn't happen, um, the man, it becomes even more ru- unruly. Right. But, you know, again, the, we're talking about characteristics of 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 the characteristics of men and women. But but again, we're we're talking on terms that the world doesn't even use today in the sense that um, a, you could be a woman tomorrow and I could be a woman tomorrow. And so it, it, we're talking in definable terms and the world is not. I think I've talked to you in times past about, you know, you're in the, the medical field. I mean, there can be some major issues, correct me if I'm wrong, when a person who is living a lie comes to the medical world and wants them to accept that, that makes it very difficult. No, that's right. It's, it's, uh, I've had, I've taken care of two patients that I know that have been um, in that quote-unquote transsexual, whatever you want to call it. And I, I've learned that it's a mental health issue. It's not a acceptance issue. It's a, it's, it's a mental health issue because they're trying to accept something that is not. No, no matter, they're trying to push on others what is not truth, which is, I mean, the whole basis of this program, they're trying to have us accept things that, that are not true. They're trying to force it on us where in reality, it's really difficult to care for them. Um, there's to the point, for instance, if, if a patient comes in with abdominal pain and they say they're a quote, uh, this particular patient, if they're, a, if they say they're quote unquote male, well, the issue is if they still have their feminine parts, of course, we that you have to rule things out because there could be something going on in the feminine part. There could be a cancer. There could be a cyst and uh, that could cause them death. But or, however, it could be a pregnancy. No, it could be a pregnancy, could be a cyst, could be cancer, could be whatever. Fill in the blank. But if they don't want us to rule all that out, then that's going to to kill them. And that will be the truth of it all. And it, it all just goes full circle to mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, I think I was listening to the, this past week about, uh, a, I guess they're attacking the transsexual community is attacking feminists because they won't accept, uh, their transitioned male to a female as a, as a female so the fem so it, it's almost eating their young it's almost eat, one's eating the other 
right now. Uh, And that's the thing with confusion and and the lies and stuff, because they're just eating each other up. And for people who have the truth, you just have to step back and be like, wow, this is this is all God. (laughs) Like, you know, well, when you uh, and I think there's the feminists that are against transgender, I think they're calling them TERFs. But I I believe so. Yeah. The, the the reason why is when you have no definable terms or definable truth, it makes everything so wishy-washy. It's hard to have a conversation, and it gets people frustrated. Um, uh, <laughs> um, in the um, science school lesson that I'm preparing right now, um, when David – uh, going in, in the book of Kings, when David become uh, is about to die, he didn't define who was supposed to be king after him well. Um, and so there was confusion. And when there was confusion, it created uh, hostility. And I, I've experienced that. I think you probably experienced that as a parent. If you don't define what's right and what's wrong or what they're allowed to do or what they're not allowed to do, it creates confusion and creates hostility. And when people are saying, well, I was a man, but now I'm a woman and and I should be. Oh, I heard an interesting thing last week. Uh, women are getting very upset, especially in um, the UK, because so many men are reclassifying as women and then doing crimes that it's changing the statistics <laughs> on women doing crime. The women, yeah. the women's crime rate is, is skyrocketed because men who are claiming to be women are now doing crimes. And, you know, and then you get into situations like men claiming to be women and then going to the women's prison. It, and this is with us accepting someone else's, uh, um, fallacy, their lie, uh, and now they're having women in the women's prison getting pregnant, mm. and um, so we're we're going down that rabbit hole. But but and and there's some women that are going to say, "Hey, you're ruining our safe spaces. You're ruining our 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 good stats." You know, because women don't do as many crimes. You know. It's it's amazing the crime rate of women now that are becoming rapists, but it's not. It's that it's that men who are rapists are claiming to be women. Right. Um, it, it, those are the kind of things that are that are messing them up. And um, when you have no definable terms, you make it harder on yourself. I mean, which is why we, it should give us a fire to go out there. And to mm. go and share the truth. Um, yeah. Because the thing is, you, you, um, and I'm a Calvinist, so I, I do believe in the absolute sovereignty of God. So whoever hears this, that's, that's what I am. I do believe they're in all five. And if I like what Piper says there, if there's a six, I'd probably believe it too, uh, <laughs> of the, of the principles of Calvinism. But it's such I, a Piper I, thing to say. It is. Um, but at the same, but at the same time, I do believe that. So, so I believe that if I share what the truth is, if I share what the scripture is and I share this to somebody who is confused, that might be a seed that 
progresses into opening that person's heart. That could be something to to lead that person to Christ or to maybe it's a characteristic of of the way I work uh, or something that there there's something going on with them. They're, they might have the conflict. There might be a homosexual that or a lesbian who has a confusion or something, but they see my life and they see, oh, you know, look at this joy that this guy, what, what, what brings that joy? I'm saying, oh, it's Christ. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, we, it should be for us to share the truth and open up our mouths to, to save lives, to bring people out of this dark and dying world to the, to the gospel light, you know, mm-hmm. to the truth of who Christ is, not this whatever wishy-washy Christ, but the truth of who of what a Christian really means, you know. I'm not a six-point Calvinist, um, <laughs> um, and sometimes I try to uh, think like I'm not a Calvinist at all. Um, to because uh, I think there's some benefits of that in the sense that um, even as a if I didn't believe that God was in uh, control of every aspect of things. He uses um, the 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 watering to make the seeds happen, mm. and um, now um, I believe that he got the person to do the the, the watering. But you know that being said, uh, and I often uh, and I think I'm seeing that the world is paying its consequences already right now. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, we could be scared, but we could also see that the world is more open, has to be more open when people are realizing there's nothing, there's nothing they can stand on. Uh, um, uh, there's no, there's no truth to stand on anymore. Right. And we're we're just going to talk about today gender, but I, I would love to. I mean, I could spurt off thoughts on every category where truth has become vague and um shifting but but we don't have to have that we can have scripture that is stays the same and people say oh no scripture doesn't it's changes no scripture stays the same um they they found the dead sea scrolls and they were very very close to what i'm reading today Mm -hmm. um and so therefore um, the uh, I can feel very comfortable standing on what I'm standing on, and um, and I, I think that comfort looks looks um, appealing to the world that doesn't have that comfort. Right. Well, it's a perseverance of God's word, and because He's the one that preserves it, not not us. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, we we would yeah. mess it up. We would mess it up, right, with our extra eyes and our extra dots. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, you know, there's has <laughs> been um, churches that have tried to eliminate uh, parts of Scripture, right? Um, and that has only lasted for a short period of time, right? Um, and uh, there is other churches that have tried to add to Scripture, and uh, um, that may have lasted for some time, but it is not going to last long. And it is not going to be permanent um, because God's scripture is final and, and, and is truth.
Um, what do you think is going to be next on this? In the sense that, do you think, you know, you, you understand the medical field more than I do. Do you think that they're going to get to the point where someone can truly genetically be changed? And at that point, um, you know, that's when it's going to get even harder because uh, can could, you know, okay, uh, um, the the essence of the person, you know, the soul, of the person, or whatever, be in the brain. If they did a brain transplant and put Greg's brain in, you know, uh, uh, um, a woman's body, would I mean, it's going to get harder to prove that that is not true. Do you think that's going to happen, or is that just uh, something that's in sci-fi movies? Well, I yeah, I think I think that's something that's with uh, sci-fi movies. I think there that there are people who are coming out of this transsexual, undefined quote-unquote um, movement where you know they they've done. I think there have been. I've, I read an article maybe about two years ago about this one. He's yeah, one gentleman who for years did this route there of transsexualism and came out the other side thinking that I, I will, no matter how much money I spend, no matter how many surgeries it happens, I will never be a man. Um, and there's people starting to come out now against the transsexual mu- movement. And again, media is quieting it down. They're suppressing mm-hmm. All that, but there are people knocking, saying this is wrong, and it's actually attacking the medical field for not telling them, not being bold enough to say what you're doing is wrong, and it's it's actually unethical. You are hurting people, you are giving them this false idea, this false hope, and you're actually placating uh, to the people. It's it's the it's the whole you know, appeasement, you know, feeding the alligator till, mm. till, it, till it eats you whole type of move there. And it's it's starting to bite back on the people yeah. there. You know? I think there's so. there's uh, uh, three illustrations that pop in my mind on that. One, one is the, the situation where the boy who wore a dress, you know, they don't they don't want to call him a transgender, but he he was acting like a transgender, um, raped a girl in a school. Um, and then the media tried to hide that story um, and were hostile towards the people that were trying to bring it to light. Um, the guy that worked for Google who wrote out the statistics on how men and women are different, whether we um, mentally in the sense of what their desires are to be on average and how he was fired instantly. Um, and uh, um, these, these things are going on. They're, they're trying to hide these things. And I think it goes back to the whole, um, not just women, but men, um, who are trying to hide or or rebel against what God said was going to happen. And, and, um, not, not good, not good at all. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, I, 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 uh, I'm going to be using this one as an illustration probably many times in this podcast because it's something that has really rung true to me. And that is 
that the world says, well, show us proof and we'll believe. But when Jesus raised Lazarus, the people still rejected Jesus and killed Jesus. So Mm -hmm. the world will not accept just if they get uh, just because it gets proof. There's they're they're going to have to accept because they accept. Um, And reality is being rejected. Mm -hmm. And it's very detrimental to the people that are rejecting it. Right. I, I, um, one other thing that to me that I think it's kind of funny. Um, I say this as a joke, but I think it's kind of um, it, it's 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 horrible. But you now have men getting accolades that should have been to, for women. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh. Bruce Jenner won Woman of the Year, right? I mean, in, in, in his one year of being a woman, by the way, it was <laughs> so it was a one-year-old woman won the Woman right. of the Year, right. and then uh, a couple weeks back, a man who became a woman is now considered the first, um, uh, first-star general or whatever, four-star general, uh, you know, um, that is a woman. Well. <laughs> So he's he's taking a position that could have been actually given to a true woman. Right. And, you know, and now you're having, you know, men that have switched to woman. uh, Beating women in sports and taking what should have been rightfully a true woman's accolade and accomplishment. And these are the kind of things that are. Uh, I can't imagine the women enjoying true women, the women that were born women or whatever you want to call it. True women are they, they, they can't be liking that men are taking their their spots. But I, I think also and, and funny you mentioned the whole admiral and the whole fighting thing. I heard a podcast today and it's it's a woman that's on the podcast is a Christian woman, very staunch one that she says there, because I think with that whole Admiral thing, there was a Congressman who was kicked off of Twitter for saying, that's not a woman. That's a man. Yeah. Um, she even went further. She said there that, okay, so that even if that, were a woman, a, a real biological woman there. Why are we saying there that 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 woman, were, that's more of a feminist idea, the fi- the fighting woman, the the battling, the roar, ha ha, woman. Like yeah, okay, they have it in Israel and that's great, but that's not even a characteristic of one. Yeah, you know, let's go back even further there. It's like let's look at the proverbs 31 woman you you don't see the proverbs 31 woman sharpening her sword mm-hmm. ready for battle to go attack no she is mm-hmm. she is a worker of the home she is preparing uh the the husband and, and uh, with ki- you know she's preparing the 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 kids in scarlet you know she's dressing them in scarlet she has the 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 joy and the and the peace of the of the husband that that, that everything will be okay, you know, like all that 
it's not a fighting woman. It's not a one there. Like I think in, I think MacArthur talked, John MacArthur talked about how in, in first Corinthians, the idea of, of the battle woman was, was one that was, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep this as PG as possible, but, but half naked shape, you know, bald headed woman going to, well, not half naked, actually completely naked from the top, top up shave woman with a battle ax coming at you. Like that's, that's not the ideal of what a woman is. There is a sense of beauty. There is a sense of the hair flowing down. It's, it's a, it is an honor to the woman. So I just, it's very interesting that take, I was like, huh, my thinking has been this whole time that, well, yeah, women can be in the, in the, in war, women can be in a, but like, is that the Overton window in my heart where I've been thinking this, this whole time, but wait a minute, like they shouldn't be, it's not right. Well, I know, um, cause I, I've done construction many years when a woman comes on the construction site, it changes how the construction site works Mm. um and and i don't mean that derogatory i mean that in a good way in in some ways um men act different when a woman's around um uh, i'm not worried about a two by four landing on a guy as much as i am a woman and so therefore if i'm in battle and the soldier next to me is a woman i'm going to be a higher level of protection um and so therefore that's going to change how i fight right um um but even that you know okay pretending that is okay um it, it is interesting um i've uh, heard that uh i think it was the russians um in times past they found that women were good snipers and the reason why a woman would be a good sniper was because it connected to her her mother instincts because she would look over her almost her children the soldiers that she was protecting and she'd be good at protecting them it's even when um when there is a good thing in a man or in a woman it's connecting to what they're they were made to do um a concept uh that i i i um i'm still debating on and figuring out if i where i stand on this but with the right and wrong upon a situation uh, in the, the Greek thought process was if it was being used for what it was made for, it's telos, which is the, the original or correct purpose for it. And um, when you are using a hammer um, to paint, it's wrong. If you're using a hammer to bang nails, it's right. Um, and sometimes I think we... We try to um, change what the telos of things are so much, we are actually getting to the point of sin and destruction in of itself. And uh, um, and that's not good in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, that um, <laughs> Who, who do you think is the, the initiator, the, the the chicken before the egg kind of thing? Do you think that the men dropped the ball and women had to step up and therefore uh, created a problem for them? Or was it that women 
drop the ball and men had to step up. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because there's this, the circular thing where it's men can um, become men when women become, are, are women and vice versa. Women become women when men are men and both genders, both sexes are right now morphing into the opposite of what they are. Who started this? Was it the men or was it the women? Hmm. That's a very good question. <laughs> I think I, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm. Um, I think as as men, I think we've dropped the ball in the sense of what does it look like to to be a man? The the definition. So uh, the definition. I okay. So growing up, the definition of what a man look like in particular a cuban american man is i have to bed as many women because i'm the latin lover uh i have to bed as many women as i can i have to have the nice sports car i have to have the nice job and this and that so that i can that's that that doesn't mean that's not a man um, that is delayed adolescence, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. Um, so I didn't know what a man looked like until looked like until I became a Christian and I saw actual men who went to work, took care of their families, who mm-hmm. you know, uh, who loved their wives. Oh my goodness, that was. Huge. This, this is the way you should be treating your wife, not just a piece of meat that in in 10 years you can divorce. Um, like in that sense. Um, so. I think we've dropped the ball as to what the definition of what does a man look like, a leader in the home, um, one that has, you know, his wife's heart, who loves his wife. You know, and then I guess because of that, women have rebelled uh, in the sense that they're like there, there are no men. So we're going to we're going to take the mantle and we're going to run with it because you guys are slacking and you guys are not supporting. I mean, how many. How many women, how many men have, you know, they've had sex and they've had a kid and then all of a sudden the man leaves and the woman has to take care of the kid and. Like how many women have have been embittered by that? You know, uh, I remember because I was a part of a, I guess a, I guess you would you would call it a ministry that would support uh, like young black men who have had issues with the law, and once they've gotten out of jail or juvenile, they would they would give them jobs. They trade, you know, these these men would train um, them in in a skill or something. Um, the most profound thing I remember from that was one of the guys asked the question, and I would say there's maybe about 20 young black men, and they, they asked, and there's a black man saying this, uh, how many of you grew up with your father in the home? And I think only one of them out of the 20 mm-hmm. raises their hand. So, I mean, where where are the fathers? Where are the dads? Where are yeah. the uh, men who are are staying there, who are being faithful who are diligent who are hard working um and i think like we mentioned earlier it 
it can it can come in all shapes and size. Like it all, you know, you don't have to be a mason, but but there is mm-hmm. a sense of good hard working. There is a sense of, as Paul would write there, you know, working with your hands. That that I didn't ask anything from you guys. Uh, I'm thinking of Thessalonians. I didn't ask anything, but I worked diligently so that I would not ask from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I think there's a, it kind of was the ideal of what a man looks like what a leader is and then just the response from the women like okay there's where are the men so there, there are no men so uh i'm gonna be the man and i mm-hmm. hey i don't need i don't need a man a, a, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle so right. there you go yeah um i would say that uh in my household the household i grew up in um, I think that my dad um, definitely was not a man uh, with dirty hands. He's a lawyer, um, was an academic, um, so he used his head more than his hands. Um, but I think he he um, was um, a, a um, <laughs> I'm sure that if he listens to this, he would be appalled by me saying this, but a good man. Uh, he was, he was the man that, that, you know, the, uh, um, and was, he worked hard to take care of his family. He, he, um, uh, he was, you know, learning and growing. He was, you know, he wasn't perfect, but I think, uh, he would, uh, he's more perfect to the point uh, that in the sense that he would be appalled that I'm using him as an illustration. That said, I think that some of his, um, manness that was good was caused because my mom in her um especially when she uh, once she was a christian um was pushing him by her being what she was supposed to be so it was it was a snowball effect of one doing what was right and then forcing the other one to do what's right mm-hmm. and um i i've i think um, I can say for myself, and I, I bet you it's the same for you. I think I've seen that in my own life. There's times that when my wife is doing what's, you know, what she's supposed to, it forces me to be what I'm supposed to, and vice versa. Right. And um, so, but right now it's the exact opposite in the world, and it's all, and I, and I don't mind that you didn't go. Well, I think it was the men that started first, or the woman that started first. Even though I think you're you're almost leaning more towards the men dropping the ball first. Um, you didn't give a solid answer on that, and and the reason why is because both of them were both both right. sexes have dropped the ball in our culture, um, men not being dads and um uh and then uh, and um then the women were having to be the dad and the mom and um the man not being a man and so therefore the woman had to become the man and it's um i understand a woman thinking i don't need a man because she hadn't seen a real man um uh um but there's also the rejection of a real man because um, they're, they're scared of it. Absolutely. <laughs> or they maybe I've seen one, and or they've seen many men, and and they, or, or they don't even know what a real man looks like. Mm, yeah. You know. Uh, so well, the concept of, um, uh, of a marriage where both love each other 
um, you know, it's it's much easier for Linda to love me because uh, she knows that I love her. And it's very easy for me to love her because I believe she loves me. And that that snowball of the good things works very well. Um, and but I think that a, a lot of people have the opposite effect of what's going on in this world. And that's sad. Um, and then and then you have these people that have taken on the roles of the other gender or sex. And and you and I were talking about this before we started, um, you know, or we're going to talk about gender or about sex. I believe those two are the same. Um, mm-hmm. The world has tried to split them. Um, I, I, you know, the, a guy will say, well, I'm a I have the sex of male, but I have the gender of female. They've split them and now they're bringing them back together and saying, and because I say I'm a female, I am a female. Um, but uh, let's just keep them together for our conversation. And also because it, it, that is truth. Male and right. female are the same. Rephrase. Uh, gender and sex are the same. Male and female are very different. And mm-hmm. um, and therefore we can um, not have uh, don't have any confusion of them being different. But um, the world has messed with that. And uh, has ruined a lot of things. Um, and I think, you know what? I think uh, when you mess with the roles of man and woman, I think they've also messed with the role of man and woman with their child. Right. Um, uh, when you have these kids that are five or six making a decision on whether they are going to uh, have hormone re- uh, replacements or actually have surgeries to be a different gender at a very young age. The parent is not doing their job of being the parent um, because they're listening to a child. Um, my daughter thought she was a monkey yesterday. Um, I mean, she was dressed up as a monkey yesterday, but but she, she thought she was a monkey. You know, she's thought she was a dog for a period of time, you know, kind of joking, but she will – you know, if I go and I just, you know, fully follow her and let her lead the the belief system, she was, you know, I would have been giving her dog food and whatever, you know, bananas when she was a monkey and whatever else. And that that's not true. I'm the parent. And when um, sometimes I have to bring her back to reality, both of them, but especially my younger one, she's got a uh, she's got a great imagination that can get her in trouble. Um, and uh, I've been at a house where the, the, the parents were letting the, the child uh, tell them that they were a boy one day and a girl another. Well, the parents aren't, the parents have lost their position in that too. They've right. lost their, um, and they are allowing that child to live in a world where there is no truth. Mm. Yeah, By the way, the, I think one of the, th- one of the things, the scriptures that come to mind is foolishness is, is bound up in the heart of a child. Um, mm. And there is, uh, I've, I've said that in, to my 10 year old, uh, where it's like, why, well, why don't you, why don't you listen to me? And it's like, that's, that's extremely foolish. And here is why. And this is this and this. <laughs> and, no. and so, and I play it out reasoning, like, look, this is why we're not doing this. This is why this is this. And I'm sorry, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. So I have to discern, is this right or wrong? 
Uh, I had uh, one of my girls today say, why should I listen to you? You're not listening to me. And I said, because it's your job to listen to me. And it's my job to tell you to listen to me. Right. <laughs> my job is not to listen to you. I mean, I don't, I don't believe I'm should, uh, should be um, frustrating them. You know, fathers do not Absolutely. exasperate your no, children. Right, right. But at the same time, I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm not supposed to be listening to you and obeying you. You're supposed to obey me because I'm, I'm actually, I am actually smarter. <laughs> um, uh, one time, uh, my, my older one, Zoe, she's, she's, um, especially academically, she's bright and she's, she's a bright girl. And uh, one time she said something about being brighter than me. And I said, let me ask you a question. Well, who's your teacher? And at that point it was, um, uh, uh, her teacher's name was Becky, Miss Becky. And I was like, mm-hmm. who's your teacher's teacher? She's like, what? And I was like, I teach her, your teacher. Sign school. I teach your teacher <laughs> at church. And, and, and you know, she, she kind of took a step back and, and, and she hasn't played that game ever again with me because, uh, but, but I was like, you know, don't, I, I will allow you to think you're smart and feel good about where your accomplishments, but don't think you're smarter than your parents. That's that's a good sign of foolishness. Right. right. I mean, I, look, I'm an adult and, and um, I've accomplished some things. And and yeah, my, my parents have called me to ask me about what paint to use because I have a paint company. But I still covet and desire the wisdom from my parents. I've, I've called them and asked their opinions on things. Um, because even if um, there's things that I know better than they do, they have age and that has wisdom with it. It does. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't, you know, and, and if, you know, I have lived away from home for a long time, but they know me too. So you put those two categories that I should listen to them. And so that's another whole thing of gender and roles that they've dropped the ball on. Oh, one last thing on that. When a parent allows their child to go um, say that they're um, a, a different gender or sex and starts doing surgeries and stuff like that, that could create major issues on that child. Well, for one, if you tell the child, no, you are a boy, you are going to be a boy. Uh, 99% of the time that's, that sticks in the kid's head and that's what happens. Right. But if you tell the kid, Oh, okay, you are, there's a 40 some percent chance that that child will kill themselves someday. Mm. You are basically killing your child. It's abuse. And if you do the surgeries, you could make it so your child will never have um, some of the fulfillments of life because these sex changes are not – it's not like you – if you're a boy and you become a girl, you're a perfectly a girl and vice versa. You are – you may look away, but you don't get all the, the life pleasures of, of, of being the opposite sex. So you're you're ruining your ability to be what you're supposed to be. Right. That's abuse. That's abuse. No, it's shameful. It's sad. Like it's yeah. it's it's why we need the truth. It's why we yeah. need Christ. It's why we yeah, need exactly. to, to um, back to that. 
and you know, we, we, you 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 know, you you hit it. We need the truth, and you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and, and the light. Um, and you know, uh, we can't do a, a podcast about um, uh, the lack of truth without talking about the truth. And 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 Jesus is the the truth about him is Jesus was not just a man, a human, but he was God. Right. And this this god came down and lived with us as humans and um humbled himself to, to that point and then he humbled himself to the point that as a human he died he died a horrible death and he died a horrible death as a perfect person so he could take our imperfections on him making a way for us to have salvation and uh um the, the, and and the way we accept that is we we trust him for it you know um as john 3:16 the simple verse it says for uh, god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that's jesus that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in your life once you do that but the the key element is you trusting him instead of yourself to get to pay for your sins because you can't do it. And um and that is the ultimate truth. And um that is the truth that everything else stands on. Jesus is God. He is the definer of man and woman and good and evil. Mm. I think um that is a, a good way of ending. Absolutely. <laughs> and he and he brings peace. Mm. To those who, I mean, it, it, going back to this topic, there, um, these the the people who are in conflict of this, the, who are bat, who are I'm trying to like there's a confusion there. The beauty of the gospel is it brings peace, it brings clarity to all aspects of life. Um, yeah. the, the the questions of why am I here, yeah. what. What, what, why was all this created? Those huge questions that what, what's going to happen when I die, those huge, huge questions will come through yeah. Christ. The confusion that's going on with the men, it's clarified through yeah. God, through his word. So, I mean, it's good news because like, like, people are falling into these traps there the thousands and thousands of dollars are spending on surgeries you don't need that that you don't need to stop kicking against the goads is what is, is what christ said to 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 paul there and yet yeah. you know people are doing that today so yeah, yeah. But, so um uh, not only can you get truth about um, heaven and hell, but you can have the truth that'll give you peace about what you are and what you're supposed right. to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>